on FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before hello love hello hello love where in the world have you been so long I missed you so since you've been gone hello love won't you come on in won't you set a spell with us hello love make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long come in love you know, we'd like to be your third space. Come and the third space is, Bob, they talk about third space. First spa- space is home. Second space is work. Third space for many people is like when they go to Starbucks or go to a coffee shop and they work at a, a you know, work at a restaurant or something. We want to be your third space. We do. Yeah, we just want, want you to feel comfortable here. You know, come on in and spend some time with us. It's a cool morning this morning, 33 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 27 uh, in my backyard in Elm Grove, where I am not today, and 33 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny, a high of 62 today, pretty much the same thing for tomorrow. Rain comes in on Friday. We'll still stay around 60 during the day, so it's not going to be cold, but it's going to be rainy all day, and it will at least be spotty rain for the Christmas parade in the evening, so you want to be aware of that. Around Christmas parade time, uh, Adam says you'll be temperatures probably in the 50s, maybe high 40s or so. I don't want anybody to get wet. I mean, that's that's a terrible thing to be sitting there. And I've been there. You've been there, Howard. It's not, it's but, not fun. It's a butt sentence. I really feel for Mr. Bryson. Yeah. I, you know, he's got to be pins and needles. It's going to rain. You know, he's under an, enough stress already. Had trying to move to, the whole parade. Had to move everything, you know, to avoid the disastrous roads. And, uh, you know, he's under enough pressure, and gee whiz, I just hope it doesn't rain. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think it is. The question is, will it rain? How much will it rain? Just take a little umbrella, you'll be okay. And I do like the fact that it's in the center area. I think the center market area, I think the idea of the center market, because there is activity down there. There are businesses there, and they're going to stay open late. So you could go, come downtown. Uh, have dinner at Market Vines or maybe even uptown at Ellen Jack's or something, then walk on down to the Center Market area, uh, see the parade, you know, grab um, a couple of bakeries are there. I don't know if they'll be open in the evening or not, but grab a couple of donuts or something and uh, a cup of coffee. Now, Watch the parade? Back yeah. in your heyday, Howard, if you and uh, the guys would have been sitting there at, oh, let's say Bud's Bar, now would you guys would have come out and uh, watched the parade go by or probably not? Probably yeah, just no, say- we would have done that. We would have done that. I can remember, uh, well, of course, it didn't go down that way. I can remember um, more than one time being in the cork and bottle. Oh, yeah. That was another hangout of yours that's not there anymore. Somebody would say, yeah, the parade's out there. <laughs> really? <laughs> Give me another one. I'm going to walk out and take a look. Yeah, yes. And so so the short answer would be, uh, would be yes. Yes, indeed. Coming up in this hour, uh, Wheeling's Vice Mayor uh, Chad Thalman is going to join us. He made his intent to run for the mayor's job official last night. We will talk to him about that, why he wants the job, things he'd like to do, where he thinks he succeeded, and so on. That's coming up in just a handful of minutes. Um, there was an amazing situation on Capitol Hill yesterday in the U.S. Senate. The Senate. They're supposed to be the most genteel, the most sophisticated of our elected officials. And we came close to a fistfight, a brawl. 
on the floor. Uh, and it was Bernie Sanders who brought it to an end. We'll let you hear how that goes coming up a little bit later on this morning. And then there was another example where apparently uh, someone says Kevin McCarthy punched him in the kidney. This all sounds like kids on a playground to me. We'll talk about it. Uh, also, uh, if I have time, I'll give you more about the Fantasy and Lights Parade, the traffic, the routing, the parking, and so on. It will be different than anything you've done in the past, so you do want to be aware of that. And the legislative watchdogs are coming in at uh, 9 o'clock this morning with all of their good stuff. Uh, we talk every day. I don't know how Pepsi has become a, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time, Bob. Just it's, it's become a subject of the Watchdog Morning Show. You have given up on Pepsi. I have been hearing the siren song, Come ye, drink me, Howard, come drink me, a lot more than I had been used to. Apparently, uh, Pepsi is now, for the first time, on its way to being the number one soft drink in America. Which kind of still boggles my mind. I always thought Pepsi was number one, you know, after that whole fiasco with the uh, the new Coke. And I, I never thought Coke got back up there again, Howard, but I was wrong. Coke has all, has Coke, Coca-Cola has held the number one spot, largely interrupted, it says. So maybe like during the, the Coke, the new Coke era that there was a change, but largely interrupted for the better part of three decades. But Wall Street Journal says that uh, it looks like Pepsi is on target to outpace Coca-Cola. Well, they got you, Howard. And that may be the reason. It could, it could be that because I've begun. No, but what I make up for, they lost with you. And you, as much as I do drink Somebody Pepsi. Somebody might have lost their job when I gave up as Pepsi. As much as I, I drink a lot of Pepsi, you, you were more. Yeah, and I still love Pepsi, don't get me wrong, but I was just out of control. And when you get to that point, you got to just stop. So uh, it's not there yet, but according to the Wall Street Journal, Pepsi could soon be uh, number one. Pepsi is not one of these, but I came across a list last, last night of the 15 unhealthiest sodas to drink. Unhealthiest sodas to drink. Now, of course, one of my other favorites is in there. You know what that is? Dr. Pepper? Mountain Dew. Ah, yeah. Mountain Dew. A lot Dew. of caffeine in there. And every variety of Mountain Dew. I've never been a Mountain Dew person. Mountain Dew it's cold red. Mountain Dew voltage. Yeah, regular Mountain it. Dew. That's uh, Those are all... Uh, overly sugared and overly um, uh, problem. And then another uh, couple that I really like are also in the unhealthy category. Um, the uh, Sunkist soda. Crush. Crush is on the unhealthiest list. I love to drink a good crush. Yeah, if I'm going to have an orange uh, pop, I, I want it to be crushed. That's my first choice. Or, or orange or purple is okay with me. Grape. I like orange or grape for crush. It's been a while, but they, on the summertime, they would come out with like a cherry crush, too. Yeah, I always right, like right, that. Right. Yeah, I like crush. And uh, again, they're, they're 15. I don't, not all 15 are in my bailiwick. Here's another one I like, mug cream soda. I like mug, mug cream soda. Been a while, but... Uh, it's, uh, it's also on the list of the unhealthiest of uh, sodas so now the good news is pepsi is not so feel to, feel free to drink it to your content because it's not on the unhealthiest list well it's not on the not among the top 15 unhealthy it's not orange juice howard yeah it's not that's right all right where are we 8 16 16 after the hour here on the watchdog morning show chad thalman wants to drop the vice and just be the mayor we'll talk about that coming up next the owners of First Choice Realtors are excited to announce they are now accepting applications for new real estate agents. The expert staff of First Choice Realtors will provide assistance to all applicants toward a successful pathway to a new career. First Choice Compensation Package for existing real estate agents is now offering up to 80% commission 
Hurry and call now. 100% guaranteed application acceptance. 304-242-9601. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Show. Jim Croce, right? That's him. You know, that's uh, there are a lot of people I say this about, but you have to wonder if he had not died so early, what what kind of a career, what further great career he would have had. I think it was 1971, when it happened, he had, a long time ago. He had, you know, uh, he was building a tremendous career for himself. Songs like this and um, "Don't Mess Around with Jim" and some of those things. You know, it was really bad, badly, Roy bad, badly, Roy Brown, just really good stuff. Um, and you wonder if he had had time to develop his talent even further and more. What might have uh, what might have been, but then again, we always think about what might have been. Well, uh, Wheeling's vice mayor wants to drop the vice and just be the mayor. Chad Thalman announced officially last night that he is running for the mayor's seat in the uh, spring elections, and he's with us here this morning. So, Chad, finally, after all of these months, months after months, I ask you every time you're on the show, I say, Chad, are you going to run for mayor? And you say, Well, I'm. I'm I'm just I'm thinking about what my future plans might be, so you've made up your mind now, I guess. It does look that way, yes. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Eight years ago, or whenever you first began to think about running for council, did you see yourself in a leadership position here in the city of Wheeling? I know you ran for council from the first ward. Um, and I'm sure you wanted to help your, you know, your, your, your community, and we can talk about why. But did you see yourself somewhere down the road running for mayor? Is that something you envisioned at the time? No, Howard. I think, you know, I think just like a lot of people, I ran for city council in 2016 just because I wanted to, to play my role and, and do my part to help out the city of Wheeling. Um, I, I didn't have any type of plan or anything like that to run for mayor. Um, although I will say, I, I think within a day or two of, of the announcement uh, eight years ago that I was going to be vice mayor, I think I had people already, you know, asking me back then if I was going to run for mayor someday. But I, I can't say it was any type of plan. Um, you, you have had a, by you in this case, I'm talking about the council, 
has had a very successful uh, run. Seven-plus years that you've been there and the mayor have been there, and most of the council, a couple of them have changed, but a lot of the council have been the same. These have been an extremely uh, successful seven years. Your, your theme is uh, continue the comeback. Do you worry a little bit that um, you've done so much? How much more can be done? Well, Howard, I think there's a lot more that can be done. There's always going to be you know, more things that, that need to happen and more progress that can be made. Um, and, and the progress that's been made over, over the last seven years is really, in my mind, just the beginning. What would you like to see done in the next four years? Uh, obviously, completion of some of the current projects, like the streetscape. But where do you, where, what direction do you, would you like to see the city move in moving forward? Yeah, we, we've made a lot of progress in paving streets and alleys. I certainly want to continue that. We've made a lot of progress in, in investing in our recreation facilities, whether it's parks or playgrounds or splash pads or dog, dog parks or pickleball courts or basketball courts. I want to continue to make recreation a priority. We've invested in our, in our neighborhoods. We've paved a lot of streets and alleys. We've focused on underground infrastructure. We've focused on demolishing rundown properties. And I want to continue to focus on you know, just making the city look better, beautifying the city, whether that's you know public art or cutting high weeds or planting street trees or replacing sidewalks. I know sidewalks is a big issue of yours. You bring it up um, multiple times uh, at council that you want to see more work done on the sidewalks, not just a downtown or in certain areas, but all around the city. Yeah, I mean, downtown tends to get you know most of the attention, but I, I really think the most important thing for us to focus on is all the individual neighborhoods all over the city that people live. That's where they spend the majority of their time. That's where... They, they raise their kids, um, and, and that's something we've tried to focus on. We've really tried to focus on investing in neighborhoods and investing in the areas where people spend a lot of their time. I saw – I had every intention of coming to your announcement last night, and then, well, I played with my grandson instead. Sorry you lost out to the grandson. But, I completely uh, understand. <laughs> but uh, I read in the paper this morning, Eric Ayer says, a who's who of local dignitaries, community leaders, local business owners – and a bipartisan representation of local and state officials showed up. Now, I'm not going to suggest that every one of them is going to campaign for you or even vote for you, but you you, you had a pretty strong show of support last night. That had to make you feel pretty good. Well, Howard, you know, I said this to someone last night. You know, I think this election, it's really not, it's not about me. It's not about, you know, who showed up last night. It's really about the future of Wheeling and what kind of city do we want to see in four years or eight years? What kind of city do we want to live in? And what kind of city do we want to leave to, to future generations? And there's a lot of progress that's taken place over the last several years. And, you know, oftentimes I think the elected officials get too much credit or too much blame. Um, and while I'm happy to take all the, all the credit, you know, anyone wants to give us, the reality is there, there's just a lot of people all over the city that are doing a lot of really good things that are investing their time and energy into this city. And I want to play whatever role I can play to help those individuals to continue the progress that's being made. Well, one of the positive things I've seen happening in the last seven years has been a resurgence of public-private partnerships. You are seeing more of the private businesses investing in the town. I, there's been I, 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 This is probably statistically provable, but certainly it seems to be. There's been more private investment in the city of Wheeling in the last seven years than I can ever remember. More businesses renovating their property, more businesses coming into town, more businesses doing new things. Um, it's it's really been a, I hate to use the word renaissance, but it really has been a bit of a renaissance. Yeah, Howard, Howard and the numbers reflect that. I've taken a look at the numbers, you know, how, how much is, is B&O tax generating? How much money is sales tax generating? What are property values across the city? And, 
And those numbers are all up significantly. And I, I think that's a testament to so many people working so hard to improve the city, to, to work on their business, to help the community in whatever way they can, and to invest in their property. Look, the big issue facing you guys right now is one that's not going to go away. You'll have to deal with it through the current council and probably into the next council, and that's this whole issue of homelessness. Now, you have taken somewhat of a lead on that. Um, what, what's going to happen with this whole homeless issue? Yeah, Howard, well, as you know, city council, by a 5-2 to two vote, did vote to ban camping on public property without permission. Uh, the city manager, city staff, they do have the ability to, to give exemptions and, and to allow people to camp on public property. And, and basically what city council asked for is that, you know, and this is what the homeless advocates had asked for, is that we allow you know, one managed camp uh, where the homeless can stay. So I think a lot of us understand that, 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 that what's going on can't continue. It can't be a free-for-all. We have to have some law and order. People can't just camp wherever they want, whenever they want, for any reason without permission. So you know, go, going forward, I expect city staff to work closely with the local homeless organizations, and I don't think we're ever going to solve this problem, but I feel good that city council took a step in the right direction uh, with that vote at the last council meeting. Last time you were on, we talked a bit about this, and I, I continue to ask uh, all members of council and and city officials and so on. I, 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 I concur with the idea of a managed camp, but I don't still understand exactly what it's going to be. You added an amendment to the public, the ban on public camping this time, which called for the managed camp. And am I correct? It's basically giving Bob Heron the authority to work that deal out. Is that what, what, the, what the current status is? Yeah, the the original ordinance that was introduced just just banned camping on public property. Period. End of story. Um, I felt like that 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 wasn't a solution. You know, displacing all the homeless people without a plan as to where they're going to go isn't a solution. It's more of a reaction. I think a lot of people recognize that the status quo couldn't continue. So after speaking with the local homeless organizations, after speaking with local homeless advocates and experts, um, you know, many of which have been ad- advocating for a managed camp for a number of years. I spoke with members of council about the managed camp, and all seven members of council did vote for the amendment to allow a managed camp, um, but only five of the seven members of council voted for the overall ordinance to ban camping uh, you know, without permission and to allow the managed camp. But how do you – tell me your vision for what this managed camp would be like. Yeah, I mean, Howard, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert on homelessness. I mean, you know, this is something that the homeless advocates had had asked for for a number of years. Um, so, I, you know, I don't want this to be my managed camp. I'm not I'm not the expert on where it should go or how it should operate. But my expectation is that it would help operate with with rules and with boundaries. Um, and it needs to be you know it needs to be managed. There needs to be some sort of law and order. And somebody, whether it's the city or nonprofit groups, would provide some basic services for the camp. Is that the idea? I mean, yeah, uh, I don't think this camp is going to be, you know, quote unquote, successful unless unless everybody who's who's involved with the homeless step up and 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 play a role. I don't think the city could do this, you know, on on their own. I don't think there's any one organization that can do this on their own. So I think the city and all the numerous organizations all over the city really need to work together. To make this camp a success, the um, you had two members of council who did not vote for it. Uh, Mayor Elliott, who said he was a little concerned about the details of the managed camp, but he liked the concept of the ban and the camp. And uh, Rosemary Ketchum, who is going to be an opponent of yours in the upcoming election, 
uh, who said she felt it might be unconstitutional. You going to have any trouble working with uh, Mrs. Ketchum, Ms. Ketchum, in the future because the two of you are going at each other for the mayor's job? No, I don't see it that way. I don't think we're going going at each other. I think we're just uh, you know two people that want the best for the city of Wheeling, and I think we've and I think all seven members of council have worked well over the last few years. You know, we always don't always agree with each other, but I think everyone wants what's best for the city of Wheeling. So I I don't, I don't anticipate anything's going to change in in that area. Well, stay on this homeless thing just for a quick second, Chad. Um, what what uh, is the city going to be funding the Life Hub? I think Finance Committee looked at some possible money for the Life Hub, for the freeze shelter part of it at least. Do you think the city will be funding the Life Hub to some extent? So, yeah, Howard, yeah, you're probably aware that, you know, City Council has never voted to, to approve the Life Hub. City right. Council has never provided any funding to the Life Hub. The Life Hub is kind of something that's a little bit separate from the city of Wheeling. Um, but I, I do anticipate the conversation will continue, um, whether or not it's appropriate for the city to, to put any taxpayer dollars into, that, into the Life Hub. And I, I would expect that conversation to, uh, to continue here in the next few weeks, the next few months. So, uh, well, what, what do you think? Is there, is there some room for the city to be in one way or another involved in the Life Hub? You're absolutely right. So far it's been, I won't quite say hands off, but it's, it's not a city project, which people need to understand. Uh, but do you think there is, there is room for the city to be at least financially involved in terms of contributions and so on? Yeah, I, I think the city needs to play some sort of role here. I, I don't want to see the city on the hook, you know, year after year, decade after decade to, to fund this thing every single year. Uh, my expectation would be that this is going to be funded by, by federal money, by, by donations. I don't want the taxpayers are willing to, you know, I, I don't want to create another liability that has to be funded every single year for the taxpayers. But I do think it's, it's appropriate for the city to play some sort of role here. Let's talk about the... Um the, the politics of this upcoming election, it seems to me that somewhere along the way it's going to be uh, voters are going to be thinking in terms of do we continue the direction that the current council, you, Mary Elliott, and others have done, or do we take a different direction? Um, it, it, I, and I think there's going to be a lot of folks who are going to want to see a, a, a different direction taken. I think it's just the nature of things. Um, arguing to continue the comeback, I think, is going to have to be, I mean, you have to work pretty hard to, con- to tell people that this is the best thing to do to keep on doing what we've been doing. Yeah, well, I think it's hard to, to, to deny or argue against some of the progress that's taking place. I think it's hard to disagree with, you know, the priorities we have as far as, you know, making sure roads and alleys are paved, fixing underground infrastructure, reducing, you know, basement flooding after hard rains, the investments we've made in recreation in our neighborhoods, you know, those are really some of the key points that, that I've tried to push over the last several years and that city council has, has accomplished. So those are some of the main things I want to continue, and I, I find it hard to believe that too many people are going to disagree with that. You, I, I was um, interested in how much support you had from the mayor last night. Uh, he certainly seemed to be very supportive of your campaign. Yeah, you know, we've, we've become friends over the years. We've worked really close together over the last several years. And uh, I, I think he loves the city of Wheeling, I think uh, even more so after having a son you know, a few years ago. So mm-hmm. I think he wants the city of Wheeling to continue to progress. And he wants Wheeling to be the type of place where someday when his son grows up, uh, his son feels like this is the city he can live in and uh, he doesn't have to move away for opportunity. You think the mayor is going to continue to be involved in politics? I'm asking you close to him. I'm just asking just, just out of curiosity. What do you think? 
I think he's done a great job of being mayor. I, th- I think he's probably uh, <clears throat> probably be happy to step away from it. It's, it's, it can be a difficult job. It can be a tiring job. Um, you know, I, I can't predict the future, but I would be surprised if he got back involved in politics. Would you Would you see him being involved in city activities in any way? Yeah, I think he cares about the city so much. He lives in downtown Wheeling. I think he'll continue to be involved in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, you know, and I guess anything's possible, but I, I just don't anticipate he'll be putting his name on the ballot ever again. Well, I'm not asking to speak for him, and I appreciate that. I, just, I was just curious what your thoughts are, because you're pretty close to him and you have a pretty good sense of it. Um, so I, I was wondering about that. Well, Chad, uh, it's going to be an interesting campaign. Um, things are up and running now. I love that phrase, continue the comeback. Looks to me like you've got a pretty good I don't say organization behind you, but based on what I saw last night uh, and I have been hearing already, you're, you're, you've got a pretty good organization together. You're, you're really taking sort of a professional approach to this, and that's a positive thing. don't mean that a negative thing, but it looks like you really have put some effort into getting this, uh, getting this up and running. Well, it's really the same approach we've used for years here in the city of Wheeling. You've got to have a plan. You've got to know what you want to accomplish. You've got to have a goal, and you've got to take the steps to get there. And I think some of the progress that we've seen in the city of Wheeling speaks for itself. I'm not going to ask you to comment on your current uh, opponents, uh, Denny Magruder and Rosemary Ketchum. They are already announced. You anticipate you'll have other opponents there? Do you think others might might be announcing? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's difficult to predict, but, yeah, I would fully expect probably several more people to jump in the race. That's gonna, that, that will always make it, uh, make it interesting. All right, well, Chad, I appreciate uh, your time this morning, and um, uh, good luck in the campaign. It's going to be really interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Now everything you say and do will be, uh, will be looked at through the vision of, uh, of uh, is he saying that because he's running for office or not? But I think uh, uh, we'll be able to watch, watch what you do as council moves forward. Appreciate it. Anything else you want to any, – any other issues you want to tell us are key for you before I let you go? No, Howard. I think we covered most of it. All right. Appreciate it, Chad. We'll talk, I'm sure, a lot more over the, as time goes by. And I thank you for joining me today. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Wheeling's uh, vice mayor who wants to be the mayor, uh, Chad Thalman, this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Thoughts, Bob? Uh, it's, it's crowded uh, at 3. I would think uh, – Again, you and I talked about it briefly. I, if I was working in the Ketchum camp, I would say this is good for us. You know, don't take this as a, as a bad thing. I think this could work out in uh, in our favor if things go that way. If we work hard enough, I think they could. As I said yesterday, I think that there is a strong contingent of folks who are going to support Rosemary Ketchum. Uh, I, I don't know what phrase to use. I, the artistic community, the more progressive community. Uh, some of the homeless advocates, you know, the social. I, th- there's a group of people that I think are going to be firmly in her camp. And if no other candidate comes in to siphon any of that away, she's going to have a strong group. And they are voters. They are people who will be active and go to the polls and votes. Then the other candidates are going to be having to kind of divide up the, the rest of the community. Um, and how that's going to happen, I don't know. As I said, it's going to depend. Well, well, I think I just it, I have no no names in mind, but I envision a business person of some kind stepping up, maybe pulling the business community a bit more towards them. I think Denny Magruder will be considered sort of the traditional. Is that the right word? The, you know, the, the I think it is. Uh, Howard, do you think there might be a group of, of folks out there, maybe somewhere between our age, that never thought this streetscape was a good idea? is so irritated now what downtown Wheeling has become and is still is still 
that it would be a turnoff uh, on election day. They would I do. say Look, that. that no, no, I do. I do. You I, can run on that all you want, but that's what turned no, us no, off. I, I do, and and that's what I was trying to allude to when I talked to to uh, Chad there. I think you're going to see a candidate, or if not a candidate, there are going to be voters who are going to who want something totally different. We don't like the way. I'm with Chad. I want. I will be very clear. I'm not saying I'm voting for him, but I'm with Chad. Continue the comeback. I think the city has been moving in the right direction, far and away. But a lot of people do not feel that way. I would listen to the person that said, well, okay, I'm all for this, but do you really think it was a good idea to tear up Main Street and Market Street at the same time? time don't you think we maybe should have went about this a little better don't you think we should we owed it to the visitors of downtown wheeling to have a signage saying look please forgive our mess it's going to be a lot better but right now you're going to have to bear with us i think the 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 issue is going to be by the time the election comes well it's only next spring so maybe not a lot of this tear up is going to be done uh, the, the streetscape is going to begin to be taking shape. Even now, for all the complaining we're doing, the street out Main Street, Market Street right now, God help you, but <laughs> Main Street looks better now than it did before. And, and I think if you give it another six months, it's going to look better. But so. there's another project coming, Howard. That that wheeling in is coming down. How long is that going to take? I, I how how I, long is that? You know, is that going to be a major influence of getting down Main I, Street? I, I think I don't think I don't think that'll take very long, and I don't think it'll take. I, I don't think it will be any more of an interference than we have right now. But that's just I'm not an I'm not a demolition guy, and I'm not a, a, a an architect, so I, I I don't think so. But I think but I do think there are going to be, and I'm not I'm I don't think. I'm going to disagree. I don't think the streetscape itself is going to be that big a complaint. But I think there are going to there is a contingent of people who want who don't like the way this council has operated, who don't like all the things they've done. And I think that uh, whether someone steps forward as a mayor candidate to be sort of the voice of those people, there will be those people who are going to vote for somebody, and they may not want to vote for somebody. They may they may not want to continue the comeback. I think it's a good idea, and I think Chad can sell it, and I think um, it's it's a it's a very saleable concept. But there are people you hear them, I hear them, who just don't like the way the city has been going. Enough of them to you know to to counteract uh, uh, Chad. I don't know, you know, and that may be where again Denny comes in and sort of middle ground. I, I keep trying to figure out where do you in my head I know what I'm saying, but. Kind of the middle ground. Well, I, I'm not going to do all that they did, but I don't think I don't want to overturn everything they've done, but I'm going to take a little different direction. I think that's where Denny is aiming. Yeah, but I can still hear you, Howard. It was, what, uh, late June, early July. You said, well, okay, Denny, uh, what kind of job has Mayor, Mayor uh, Elliott done? And I, I believe the re- response was adequate. Yeah, I thought respectable, but yes, it was not great. <laughs> the word great or, boy, he's still a drink. I'm pretty you, sure it was adequate. Okay, I'll accept that. Uh, you, you may be right, so. That's an interesting uh, take on things. It's going to be. I'm looking forward to the race. I, I am looking forward to what's happening. I hope that any other candidates who want to come forward will do so soon, so we get a sense of the full field. Maybe we can have a debate um, here on the radio or in some way, manner, shape, or form. Uh, put all of them together and see. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, I think we've got we've got the outlines. I think if you draw the outline, the outline is clear. Rosemary Ketchum over here, Chad over here, Denny over here, sort of in the middle, if you will. Um, and where will the others? The important thing then is who else gets into it and where do they fit into that little diagram? Does that make any sense? 
It does. It uh, does. Only time will tell, Howard. 8.40, of the hour. Speaking of telling, let's tell you the news with Taylor Long. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 15th. Hundreds came out to mourn the lives lost following the horrific bus crash in Ohio on I-70 that involved local high school students. Six people have died and 18 others were injured. The Tuscarawas Valley High School community came out in huge numbers just hours ago to honor the fallen and share their grief. There were six candles lit representing the six sons, daughters, parents, friends and family members that were taken all too soon from the fatal crash that happened Tuesday morning. Licking County Emergency Management Agency Director Sean Grady says the bus was transporting students from Tuscarawas Valley High School and there were a total of 57 people on board. Grady confirmed that three of those killed in the crash were from a vehicle following the bus. There were five cars involved in the crash, including a semi and the bus, according to officials. In other news, a group of Brook County Sheriff's Department deputies are suing the Brook County Commission over pay issues, retaliation and discrimination. The 17 deputies filed their complaint Tuesday in Brook County Circuit Court. They list multiple issues in their complaint, including not receiving COVID pay during the pandemic when other county workers reportedly received it not receiving hourly pay increases during the pandemic and working around the clock and taking on extra duties such as courthouse security. You can read the full complaint at WTRF.com. And Weirton's annual Christmas on Main Street event presented by the Weirton Festival Committee is this weekend. Everyone can come out on Saturday, November 18th from 1 to 7 to ring in the start of the holiday. There will be more than 50 craft and food vendors in front of the Millsap Community Center, as well as indoor and outdoor activities. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Four Mountaineers score double figures. Kobe Johnson with a career best 19 as West Virginia rolls over Jacksonville State. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. West Virginia got the performance that it needed, bouncing back from last Friday's loss to Monmouth with a 70-57 victory over Jacksonville State. A crowd of 9,218 on hand to watch West Virginia build a 13-point lead at halftime. They were up 40-27, to then led by as many as 19 points in the second half. 
balanced scoring by the Mountaineers. Four finish in double figures. Kobe Johnson, the Mountaineer point guard, finishes up with 19 points. He also had five assists, just one turnover, and six rebounds in 34 minutes on the floor. Quinn Slazinski, the transfer from Iona, a big night. He had 19 points, seven rebounds, including three threes. Other double-figure scores for West Virginia, center Jesse Edwards, who finishes up with 14 points and six rebounds, and also a double-figure night for JoJo Harris. The sophomore scores 12 points. He had five rebounds, and he hit three three three-pointers. West Virginia on the night, forced Jacksonville State, the visitors, into 10 turnovers. The Mountaineers produced 17 points off of those miscues. WVU also dominant in the lane, outscoring Jacksonville State 26-12 in the paint. Bench scoring, advantage goes to Jacksonville State 13-3. West Virginia, though, led comfortably 30 minutes of the game. Final score, once again, it's West Virginia 70, Jacksonville State 57. The Mountaineers are now 2-1 on the young season. Next up for the Gold and Blue, a trip to Florida. They'll meet up against SMU coming up next Monday. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Join the Nailers for a fun Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 22nd at West Banco Arena. Enjoy live pro wrestling action before the game by IWC and the always entertaining turkey bowling during intermission. Plus, get $2 beers and twisted tea drink specials. Invite friends in town for the holidays to a night of hockey excitement and a Thanksgiving Eve party at the arena. Puck drops at 710. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. over to the legislative watchdogs coming up this morning at 9. Hoppy Kirchhoff coming in at uh, 10.06. Frio Stack auction service text line. couple of things here. Howard, you edit our words and you twist the meaning of our texts. I will edit the words sometimes uh, for a couple of reasons. One, if I think that you're just, uh, the language isn't right. And second, I will sometimes edit the words out when I don't agree when I think you're saying something that's not true, like I, Abe keeps asking a question that I'm not going to ask because I don't believe it to be true, and I'm not going to be the one to start a rumor. Um, but I, I don't try to twist the meanings of the text. I would, If you send a nasty text to me, I try to let people know that it was a nasty text. I don't try and twist the meaning. He goes on to say, you should be a lawyer. Yeah, well, that probably would have been a more lucrative career <laughs> had I uh, done that. Let's see, um, what else have I got here off the Frio Stack auction service text line? Um, should not be an issue tearing down the Wheeling Inn. 
Look how quickly they demolished the building that caught on fire a couple of weeks ago on 16th Street. I, I agree. Well, not, I don't think it'd be a big issue, but that was a basically an old crumbling wooden structure. This is a the Wheeling Inn is a. And that's a main solid structure. That's yeah. a main road right there. I mean, you got you got to get around it uh, for safety purposes. You figure for sure they're gonna they're gonna close that that lane closest to the river. They're gonna close. I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's closed now though. That, I mean, that's that lane is closed now. But I almost got. Well, I must have come through in the morning. I think yesterday, when they were changing shifts or something, everybody was coming out of that parking lot onto Main Street. I thought they were going to T-bone me. Everyone that came out, I swear, I thought they were going to T-bone me. See, I catch them. I guess that's just the difference between when I get here and, and you. Uh, it seems like they're coming in. Then, then they must jump in the company well, trucks I, I and, and pull back out. I don't think they work overnight. I don't think. So I didn't know what. But like five or six of the cars and trucks were coming. Maybe they were coming out of that lot to move to other parts of the city. Maybe that's it. They may, they may station themselves there. I think they stationed their company trucks there. And then like you and I, let's say we were going to go and it's time to work. They drive their, their personal vehicle there. there and then they drive out of the exactly. lot in the company truck. All I know is I'm going down the street. Here they come out like, holy mackerel, hey, buddy, I'm here. Wait. Uh, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Right, I wanted to get to this, this story off of Capitol Hill yesterday. It, it, it is so much like childhood playground squabbles. Um, Mark Wayne Mullen is a Republican senator from Oklahoma. Now, he's a martial arts fighter, so he comes out of a background <laughs> of, of, of fighting. Um, and he was talking to the president of the Teamsters Union. It was not the first time the two of them have clashed. Apparently, the last time the president of Teamsters Union had been there, he and Sen the, the Teamsters president and Senator Mullins had had words. After the fact, the president of the Teamsters Union tweeted out a few things that Senator Mullins didn't like, including calling him a clown and a fraud. All right, I get where that would, would hit him a little bit. So then Mullins says, well, you know, um, maybe we should you know, settle this like men. We ready to stand up and go? Now, remember, we're not talking about some namby-pamby research professor. We're talking about the president of the Teamsters Union, who was a pretty big guy. He says, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution every problem? <laughs> no, no, sit down. No, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Sam. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. All right, that's enough. God knows now, if you see the video, Mullins, I mean, he stands up, Bob. He's ready to go, don't you think? The senator? Well, and, uh, again, I, th I think he knew that that wasn't going to happen. I think he wanted to make his point, and I think he was glad that there was people there watching him. Uh, you're right. The Teamster guy is a big guy, too. I don't know uh, how well the uh, – the uh, senator does when he g goes in the cage and he, and he does that type of fighting. But uh, to me, my call is Howard. It was all, it was all for the camera. All for the show. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that um, 
I think that Mullins is one of these guys, and I don't necessarily say this overly critical. I just there are people who, who get really ticked off, and I think that's somehow sometimes the way they want to do it. I think he was, I mean, he stood up, and I thought he was ready to go. Yeah, but the that, hilarious part about it though is Bernie Sanders, dear old Bernie Sanders. I mean, and and that was to be expected. I mean, he's running the what is that a hearing? Is that a meeting? It was what a was hearing. It? Okay, committee, committee I mean, he's hearing, running yeah. it. That's the way it's going to work. There has to be security there. Again, Howard, where I come from, if you got a beef with you, I go and I knock on your door. I, I don't do it with a lot. I don't want a lot of people there. It's between you and I. Time and place, I said, look, I, I am not one to resolve issues um, physically. Variety of reasons for that, including I would get my ass kicked every time I tried to. So that would be the reason I wouldn't. Uh, but also, I, the time and place. Just, there's not the place for that kind of an argument. But you got Bernie Sanders. What'd you call him? He's like grandfather at the Thanksgiving dinner trying to moderate everything. I've got Larry David on my mind. Every time I hear Bernie Sanders, I think I'm listening to Bern, or to Larry David now, Howard. Uh, they sound a lot alike. After that whole incident and after everybody calmed down and sat down and everybody was quiet, uh, then Senator Mullins challenged the Teamsters president to go outside and have a cage match. He said, let's have a real cage match. Again, he's a martial arts uh, guy, mixed martial arts uh, participant. So he said, let's go outside, have a cage match. Proceeds will go to charity. Whole new kind of fundraiser in Capitol You know, there's a lot of fundraising done on Capitol Hill. That's a different kind. And you know the history of the place, Howard. I mean, that's not the first time punches would be thrown. I See, think there's I, been actual assaults there. I, I knew that you were going to, being the historian that you are, I knew you would reference that. That It is not the first time. You're right. There has been that before. Now, that was not the only time this week that there are at least accusations of physical confrontation. In the House, Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee says former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy punched him in the kidneys. They were in the hallway walking by. He says, uh, let me see. Uh, I got elbowed in the back. It caught me off guard. It was a clean shot to the kidneys. I turned back, and there, there was Kevin. And for a minute, I was kind of like, what the ha heck happened? And I chased after him. Now, and here he makes fun of McCarthy. He's the kind of guy when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirts. That's what he's saying about Kevin McCarthy. Um, See, I, th I think he did it better than uh, the other two guys. You know, he got a little, little shot in. Nobody saw it. Bam, no cameras. That's, got it that's in, how you do got, it. Got it in and walked away. And, uh, of course, as he always does, referring to McCarthy, he just denies it or blames somebody else. McCarthy has repeatedly denied the incident, said, I didn't shove him. I didn't elbow him. It's a tight hallway. Um, he's, McCarthy says, if I hit somebody, they would know it. If I kidney punch someone, they would be on the ground. A lot of tough talk, Howard. A lot of tough talk. And um, in the meantime, the government could shut down here in two days. But by golly, we can, uh, we can have fights on Capitol Hill. They need Joe Manchin in there. Try and calm the waters. Well, maybe you can ask him that on when's he coming in? Coming on Monday. He's coming Monday with us. Get, to try, he needs to. We need. He can calm the waters. No, was he there or was he out on his tour, Howard? Do I, I don't think he was there. I, I don't. It's, I don't know. I don't think he's on that committee. And also, I'm not being funny here. In all seriousness, I think if he was on the committee, he would have been very visible there. He would have spoken up and you know said something. So, I, Bernie Sanders is the one I love. It's just, it's like grandfather. Now you boys stop it. You boys stop that right now. You stop it right now. 
But Grandpa, I want to say, not get that. No, you, no, you're not going to say another word. You just stop it right now. See, that's what he should have said. Shut up, Grandpa. This is between him and I. <laughs> oh man, and that is our. Those are our top elected officials at work. Four before the hour. If you or a loved one have been seriously injured by someone else's negligence, before you choose an attorney, remember, the right attorney can make a difference. Ask your friends, your family, your neighbors about Gold Corey and Torak, the law firm with a track record of handling tough cases. Combining over 100 years of legal experience, Gold Corey and Torak offers their expert service in the tri-state area of Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Wondering if you can afford an attorney? The answer is yes, because Gold Corey and Torak are only paid after they win your case. So these are a few of the reasons why thousands of people in our Ohio Valley put their trust in the hands of Gold, Corey, and Torak. Now you head on over to gkt.com, schedule a free consultation, or contact someone 24 hours a day using their live chat agent. The right attorney can make a difference. Gold, Corey, and Torak. Menard's 11% sale ends Thanksgiving Day. Max has more than 1,000 shower doors, bathtubs, and showers to add style and luxury to your home. Save big money on beautiful Max bathroom solutions that will transform the look of any home. It's your last chance to get 11% off your bathroom update at Menard's. Stores closed Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menard's.com. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at Centre as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Sail on down the line, by half a mile or so, and don't really want to know where you're going. Trio Stack Ox Service Text Line, Maybe Senator Fight Club. Like many high school fights, one was afraid, the other was glad of it. I really think they were going to have a battle of the wits, and the Teamster caught the senator unarmed. I, okay. Um, that's it for today. I'm pretty much done. Tomorrow, our good friend Bishop Cummings coming by to join us. Always a pleasure to have him here in the studio with us. We'll talk about their Thanksgiving plans that are coming up. And uh, whatever the breaking news of the day is, we'll have that as well. Now, the legislative watchdogs are coming up next. Hoppy Kirchhoff in at 10. Let's see. Uh, mayor Elliott is in at noon today. Only the mayor, I guess, because the vice mayor has to step out of the show at this point. Then we have uh, Winging Up with Olivia and Sonia. And uh, finally, uh, Butch Maxwell's Complete Waste of Time. All coming up today here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, Mr. Slider and I shall resume our conversation. We hope that you will be here with us. Thank you.